0: Alrighty, guys g'day everyone thank you for joining in to the tripod live preview show for round two and this is a show where we go over all of our best bets for the upcoming nrl game nrl rounds rather and we preview each game joined every week by my co-host winnie winnie how are you going good thanks mate firstly we say sorry to our followers we really
1: do endeavor to be live at 6 30 queensland 7 30 new south wales and in Clarkie's case Perth time, um, but he's on the road, so it just added that extra level of complication for us. Hopefully, you can see and hear us clearly, and we love to hear from you. Um, Mate, I'll just start straight off the top with our best bets results again. Obviously, we talk about them a little bit more in depth on Sunday in the recap show. We do a live recap show, but for those who didn't see that, we went just one win, two losses on the best bets. We also lost mixed matchup wasn't all doom and gloom. We won our one multi, which was a $7 same gamer, and we won Clarky's tri-score tip of the week, which was take on top of it. And I was paying $3. And I will just say as well, it might sound strange to people, but I reckon if I come up with best bets like the ones I had last week and feel as confident as I did and the market moves in our favour with all of them, we're going to have a pretty good season. Obviously, in a sample size of three, winning one out of three is no good. But if you look a little closer, I feel like we had one winner, the Broncos, That you never really had to worry. Penrith would have needed three extra first half scores to sink that. The two that lost: Knights lose by six, we had plus uh, lose by eight, we had plus six. Cows win by one, we had minus seven and a half, and they did have a big lead. So that's how it goes. But obviously, um, I've given out nearly five thousand best bets. I will tell you, it hurts just as much losing now as it ever did. Um, But nevertheless, we we will uh, persist and try and do the best we can for everyone who follows along.
0: Spot on. That's the trick. We're here to do our best every week, as when you did allude to. I am in Perth this week. Different times, uh, different sort of work at the moment. But the structure of this show, guys, as always, we start with our best bets. We'll then preview our first four games. We'll get the market insight, the exclusive insight there from Toppy. Move on to the mixed matchups. We'll hear Clarkie's try scorer of the week. That's why we're all really here. And then we'll predict the uh, final four games. With that being said, guys, we move to the best bets. We don't want to keep you guys waiting. We know why you're here. We know you love the best bets. And they are presented by Lana Tradie Software. Lana helps tradies ensure they win more jobs and never lose a lead again. If you're a tradie or any business owner looking for an edge, Lana is your best bet. Of course, we've got a discount code for you guys, an exclusive discount code, TPLIVE. That will get you 10% off lana tradie software thank you very much for sponsoring the best bets which winnie is going to take away
1: and honestly lana guys i have signed up to it myself i've got a subscription they offered me that and i'm not even a tradie but running my own business it just combines every channel every avenue you've got you've got pages you've got websites you google my business you make sure that all your communication is so much easier it's kind of like having a personal assistant but it's all virtual so helpful so just book a demo and you'll be really convinced for yourself how much it really could help you find an edge for your business. With the best bets as well, I will say um, that's my number one priority. So, yeah, it's great we hit multis and things like that. But my number one reason you guys are here is for the best bets. That's what I work my hardest on. And then everything else comes off that. Mixed matchups will do well if the best bets are on the right track. Same game as a built off the premise of the best bets. Even Clarke's try-scorer tips, I narrow down the field so he can only pick from teams that I think will succeed. So hopefully that all helps. So. I just want to clear up, some people ask me, is Clarky having a say in the best bets? I don't know if they asked that because um we didn't have a winning record. But, no, I take full responsibility for the best bets, the results and um and coming up with them. And I've got four to share with you guys. You know how we roll. We give it to you at the top. So let me bring it up on the screen right now. Rapid fire. Okay, I can barely read that myself, but I've got it here as well. We're taking Panthers in the opening game of the round, opening half of the round, minus one and a half at a eighty-eight. That's on Ladbroke's and Neds. Next best price, $1.83 on Toppy. Panthers have been down the last two games at half time and gone on to lose them. I really see a massive effort. They come out firing. For me, they're still a better team than South's, who are missing a couple of key middles, not to mention Latrell in some doubt. We moved to the Eels minus four and a half, $1.95 on Toppy, $1.90 everywhere else. And then they've got a better spine than the Sharks, clearly with no Nico, two extra days to prep, still at home. And the concerns I had about the Eels were some of their new recruits, but Hodgson showed me enough at nine. Hopwood showed me a lot. At 13, the second rowers weren't exposed against the Storm, so I think that they're just on a slightly higher level than the Sharkies. I can lay those points. I'm going Brisbane straight up, head-to-head, head 80 on Sportsbet. I think, see them on a very similar level to the Cowboys. I do not necessarily think the Cowboys are superior. I think this game means more to Brisbane. They are the home team. and They were more impressive to me in round one. Finally, sorry, Clarkie, but I'm taking the Dragons, plus half a point in the first half at 88 Ladbrokes Neds. This is a hard one to judge. For sure, I just wasn't convinced by the Titans beating a pretty average West side last week. I would need to see it again. I know the Dragons have been criticized and a lot of people's tip for bottom two this season, but they've had all off season to prepare for this game. Still pretty much the same squad that came 10th last year. And while they might not have the depth, that won't affect them in the opening game. You've got another coach under pressure who will put a big emphasis on a strong start. I can't justify the Dragons being underdogs at home in their opening game of the season. So plus half a point first half is a beauty because to win the first half, it's great, but it could be
0: level scores
1: as well. And that would cash too. What do you think of those, Clarkie?
0: Matt, I can tell you my least favourite one. No, I'm only joking. Um, A consideration for the Dragons that a lot of people uh, maybe overlook with them is with the points and the way they played last year, they actually would have played finals in a lot of the other years. It was just that the top eight was so much better last year that it pushed the Dragons down to 10th. Um, But, you know, only a year ago they would have been a top eight side with that exact same form and record. Um, And you are right, there is a lot of pressure there on Anthony Griffin. So much pressure so that Ben Hunt's actually come out in the media today and he said, guys, if we don't start the best, give us time. Believe in this side. We believe in hook. We believe we're going to play finals. Um, And there certainly seems to be an air of confidence at the Dragons, especially on the back of uh, Teletel and Monet being free to make his return. Before we jump into the preview games here, guys, with the best bets there, we are going to hear from the CEO of Top Sport, Tristan. We're going to hear a bit of market insight and uh, hear what the market's doing for this round. So I'll hand that over to Winnie now to play that clip for us.
1: He's also going to tell us how they went in round one, which will be interesting to hear because we didn't get his
2: clip on Sunday. But let's have a listen. G'day everyone. Tristan here from Top Sport. And what a start to the weekend. Um, There was so many exciting games at the NRL. Uh, the Dolphins getting a surprise that I don't think any of us saw coming. It was an unbelievable result, and we had some high quality affairs with some golden point games, and 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 most of the games been very very competitive. So hopefully we get something similar throughout the course of the weekend. From our end, the uh, the best result was of course that Dolphins game. That was um, uh, one of the biggest results we've had for for a while, just with so many multis rolling into the Roosters and. Um, wasn't a stack of money on the line there was there was a little bit on the minus but there was a lot of the uh the short price exotics that the punters got stuck into so uh, we are honorary dolphins fans for the moment up here in top sport hq uh the worst result was the bunnies sharks game the minus was very very well supported there and it was a high quality affair and the sharks um went okay but the the bunnies were just too good at the end and covered the line so that one was our worst result so moving in into this weekend to see where everything sits there the, the biggest mover and shaker in terms of the market and how it's adjusted has been the Dolphins, and I think that's going to be the case I would suggest now for, uh, for the next month or so, because if, if they outperform the line here against the Raiders, then you know, you probably think that they are going to be very competitive for a good chunk of the season, or was it just a one-off game? Were they just up for that clash against the Roosters? And it will revert back to where we maybe had them positioned uh, at the start of the season. But that game's moved from 6.5 into 4.5, if if the Roosters had to cover that line like weeks, or the the result had to fallen around the line, that game I think between the Dolphins and Raiders would have been around about the ten mark. So it certainly has uh, has shifted quite significantly on the back of the Dolphins' first up performance. The other games that have moved uh, hard have been the Panthers and the Rabbitohs. Obviously, there's a few Rabbitohs out. There's a little bit of uncertainty about Luttrell, four out to five and a half. And the other game that's that's seen a big shift has been the Roosters against the Warriors. Roosters obviously surprisingly lost. To the Dolphins, uh, that game's open at twelve. It's gone out to it got out to fourteen and a half, back into thirteen and a half now. Uh, the Warriors showed a lot more desperation and backbone and defence this year, so it'll be interesting if they can take that across the ditch. But looking forward to a uh, a really exciting weekend of football, and uh, as always, gamble responsibly. Great stuff
0: there. Thank you to Tristan for sharing that exclusive insight, and of course, if you guys are uh, looking forward to the mixed matchups, Winnie will have those a little bit. Later in the show, we jump into Thursday night where the Penrith Panthers are taking on the South Sydney Rabbitohs. One key change for the Panthers, Scott Sorensen has ruled out, so Matt Eisenhoof comes in. And for the Rabbitohs, they're without Junior Jatola and Jai two very important middles. Daniel Saluka, Fafida and Jed Cartwright are their changes. The line is set at minus four in the Panthers' favour. How are you seeing this one, Winnie? Who do you like here? Well, firstly, people won't see the exact same graphic they saw a week ago, so we're sorry about that. What
1: I'll do is just put the home team um, icon in the top right-hand corner so people know the game we're talking about. And I see this is a beauty, hey, 2021 grand final, 2022 preland final rematch. South's as impressive as anybody in round one. The Panthers weren't impressive, but that kind of sets this one up even better as more of an even match with plenty of intrigue. But for me, the biggest factor is Latrell Mitchell's knee. Like there's two things as well, that play, whether he plays, if he does the 100%, and then what is the risk that he's just withdrawn? That would that would massively move this market as well. And that's why I would advise you, if you like South Sydney head-to-head or with the line, I would just not touch him until I'm sure Luttrell is playing. So either news has to come out that he's definitely sweet or else you just wait till the final hour before kickoff. And then on top of that, you mentioned those two key middles in Totola and Arrow, they are out. So I know I said in the season preview and last week, I expect a slow Panthers start, and I put my money where my mouth is because we, the best bet, the same game, uh, multi, they both won because we went against Penrith, not flogging the Broncos. That's not going to change in six days. However, it's not about whether Penrith's at their best. None of us probably think that right now. It's whether, how far off their best are they? How many weeks is it going to take? And are they still better than the Bunnies? And for me, they still are. And they've lost back-to-back games at home, as I said before, you got to also give credit to both opponents Penriths had, St Helens and the Broncos, really good sides that people possibly didn't realise how good they were. And they played outstanding on the night and it was still field goal games. I feel like one loss is a bit of a warning, two is a real wake-up call. So I get the Premiers at home with zero complacency and I actually think they will be better as well just for the runs. If you are going to say those last couple of games were more like trials, They're not going to want to lose three in a row. And can Penrith improve? I think just simply giving more game time to Sonny Luke and Hooker is an improvement right there for the attack. As for South, Hooker can't take much away from them and I know they'll be fired up because there's a revenge factor Um, and a lot of people are picking them to win the comp this year and they've got, you know, great core, Mitchell, Walker, Cook, Murray and then these emerging players, Graham, Kalama, Matangi. we knew about. But I think Ilias, if he takes the next step this year, they can win the comp. But as for right now, they're not a finished product either. They just played a little bit of disjointed Sharks last week. So, as I say, home advantage, extra prep, better team, give me the Panthers, and first half is my strongest way to play that.
0: I echo the thoughts there around Latrell Mitchell. and I just wonder with Arrow and Totola coming up against the back-to-back premiers, we do know Latrell has a PCL injury. That much is confirmed. Do the bunnies at the last moment just think, hey, let's just rest trail because we're already at our two middles against a really tough side? Uh, eventually, you would think the PCL is not going to repair itself without um, surgery or, or rest and rehab. And so, I do think the Rabbitohs are kind of just with a ticking time bomb there where Mitchell is going to have to have a week off eventually. I like that the Panthers are at uh, Blue Bet, their home stadium, for the third consecutive game, if you count that World Club Challenge. And they always say third time's the lucky charm, right? But I think more importantly, there's going to be a lot of talk, or there has been a lot of talk, that the Panthers aren't the same, um, the Panthers aren't going to do as well this year. People have gone as far to say Panthers you know, might even miss miss the eight, which is very bold. Uh, and I do think that Penrith are a good enough football side that they're going to hear that. They've had enough success together. They've got enough experience where they can use all that as motivation. It can really galvanise their squad. And really, for the first time in, can I say the last three years, Penrith are coming out with a point to prove because of all the talk in the media and online. And I just think that the back-to-back premiers with a point to prove is a very dangerous football side. So I love our best bet, and I'm going to tip the Penrith Panthers there. On Friday night, the Parramatta Eels take on the Cronulla Sharks. The line is set at negative four and a half in the Eels' favour. For the Eels, Isaac Lumi Lumi is out, replaced by Sean Russell. For the Sharkies, Wade Graham, unsuccessful in his bid to overturn his dangerous contact at the judiciary, which sees Connor Tracy come in and Jack Williams is out with Royce Hunt coming in. The big news for the Sharks, though, Winnie, Nico Hines remains sidelined with that calf injury. With that in mind, how are you seeing this one?
1: Well, it's another great game, and I will just say, I don't know if everyone agrees with me, but um, being north of the border, we don't have the daylight savings, we get these Friday night games kicking off at 5pm. So good for me. Just get straight into the weekend of footy. Um, look, you look at the way that the Eels lost last week. We discussed in their re- in our recap what a tough way that was to lose because of the opportunities that were missed by Para. But the positives included these strong debuts I talked about. Hodgson, Hopgood. Uh, whereas with the Sharks, it was clear they missed Hines. And that's despite Trindle being probably like one of the best backup halves in the comp and definitely first grade level. If anything, that game made me wonder when Hines is available, who do you actually drop out of the side? Because I couldn't help but notice all those tries that Souths was scoring against Cronulla was kind of um, right around the area of the field that Moylan is defending. So Cronulla fought hard, just like that composure when they needed it. And I kind of see, you know, that they'll do the same in this game. But the biggest edge is the Eels' spine. And look, if the packs even match each other, I just think the Eels are going to be able to execute in the key moments and end of sets. Um, they're going to put themselves in better positions for Cronulla to win this game Cronulla would have to outplay the Eels forwards but as I said before I feel like I saw enough from the Eels forward packs including the new forward pack including the new recruits uh, holding up against Melbourne to think that they'll hold their own in this one as well. Um, It is crazy that like you've got the team that came second in the minor premiership last year against the runner-ups from last year but one of them is going to be 0-2 to start 2023 so I feel like um, both sides will be fired up, but again, Combank. Although the Eels fell short last weekend, they are pretty hard to beat on this ground. And for me, I've got the Eels as a top four side again this year, so I got to go with them. And I'm laying the four and a half, best price on toppy.
0: Yeah, well, I echo that. I have tipped the Eels this week, and uh, if I can, I'm going to offer the same reasons against the Sharks as last week, where I probably would prefer the Sharks. It's just without Nick Hines, uh, I'm not too sure they can get the job done without him the eels for me technically they were a bit off against the eels i think the effort was there especially through their forward pack um and i i certainly think that for for the eels it was just a chance to blow out the cobwebs that's how i view that storm game i could be way off with that and there could be a few more issues there at the eels but i'm viewing it as they've blown out the cobwebs now and for the sharks i actually have a few more question marks because against the rabbitos at the time they were way off the pace And I'm not saying they didn't compete at all because there were times in the 80 minutes where they were great. Uh, But the Eels are such a good footy side where you do have to be consistent throughout that 80 minutes. And the other component was the Sharks' defense against the Bunnies. They leaked a few too many points, and some of those points come a little bit too easily. Um, The Campbell Graham double in the centers, for example, there are some um, defensive misreads there potentially on the Sharks' edge. With all that in mind, yeah, I am going to go the Eels here. I like them a lot. And we also have our Friday night multi through Better. Uh, So Winnie will bring that up now. It can be found under the Friday afternoon markets on the Better app. And if you do want to sign up with Better, uh, we have the code in our show description. You can take advantage of that. If you're interested, of course, please gamble responsibly. um, And feel free to reach out to Jacob or the tripod if you do sign up to Better. Do we have a graphic for the um, same game multi, Jacob? Or are you going to go back to the lab and cook that one up? So the deal with the same
1: game multi is that I actually take a little bit more time and and get that one negotiated on Friday, um, and that's why we say it'll be up by Friday afternoon. Um, I did have a better logo. I was looking for a Broncos um, logo because I did say I'd put the home team up, but I don't seem to have one at hand. So I've put the Cowboys up to represent. That's the primetime game this week, which is the game we will always have our same game of four, and you've already heard I've got a best bet on this, so no doubt... I'll build the Broncos being successful into my same gamer and I'll find something juicy and um, it'll be worth a look and worth a play on better if you agree with the way that I see the game. Um, but, Clarky, how about you set the table for us with that one?
0: Matt, I love it. And you've definitely got some form with the Broncos. Uh, just before we move on from the Eels game, my top sport try scorer of the week is Wonga Blake. Um, so I'm, I'm going to offer him as a try score there. I think they were a little bit susceptible in the edges in the Sharks last week as I touched on, and I do think Wonga Blake can take full advantage of that. $3.60 odds, is it, Jacob?
1: Yeah, that's worth explaining as well. So um, what we do with the tro- top Clarkies try-scorer tip is, first of all, I narrow it down and it only can be from teams that I think are going to go well. Eels is one of my best bets. Then we throw it to Toppy and we say, which players are you willing to go above the market and price the most aggressively? And they give us a short list, so full disclosure, their players at Toppy doesn't think are going to score too often, right? And then Clarkie gets to pick, so he gets a short list and he's come up with uh, Wonga Blake. But what you've got to love about that is $3.60 for the next hour on Toppy to score a try or build him into a same game on Wonga Blake. We know he doesn't pass too often. Uh, he's like two seventy dollars or no higher than $3 everywhere else. So it's certainly juicy if you like it. And Clarkie's already got runs on the board. He's already beating me from a, a betting perspective so far this season.
0: Absolutely. And as Winnie he said, he he breaks it down for me. I've got my training wheels on for the tripod when it comes to the bets. Um, but yeah, TP Live is our code for Top Sport if you do choose to sign up and take advantage of the uh, Wonga Blake odds there. We move on to the a blockbuster game, dare I say it, when the Brisbane Broncos take on the North Queensland Cowboys for the prime time Friday night footy slot. Reese Walsh is back. That moves Selwyn Cobb to the wing and Jesse Arthurs is out for the Cowboys. Nil changes at all, Winnie. It's the same 17. So with that in mind, how are you seeing this one?
1: Well, firstly, I'm seeing all good games Thursday, Friday night. So great way to kick off round two. We get the original Queensland derby on Friday night at Suncorp in this one. And both sides are coming off wins and not just any wins, but field goal wins in round one. So it sets up the intrigue for this. But as you know, I'm on the Broncos. It was the only team I could look. I feel like neither is like really more motivated than the other but Brisbane knows that North Queensland beat them twice last year and North Queensland went on to like win finals games and host a host a prelim final while Brisbane was fishing at that point in the season so I feel there's a lot of motivation to set the record straight and um and set the tone for who is the strongest team in Queensland this year and there's a few candidates as we saw last week but I always think a team comes out strong in their home opener I talked about Cobo playing really well last week but You're not losing him. You're sliding him to an even more familiar position. You're bringing in Walsh, I I said, could be up there with the buys of the season. And, you know, what makes me concerned is um, is, are a lot of other people in the public going to be on Brisbane because their win was a lot more impressive, whereas the Cowboys also won by one but, like, blew an 18-point lead. I, I thought about that a little bit. But what it ultimately comes down to for me is I just think that Brisbane is pretty much on the Cowboys' level and people forget that because of how badly Brisbane fell away last year, and you've got other little intangibles like a little bit of extra preparation, obviously not having to travel for this one. Um, it's enough for me to play the Broncos straight up, as we call it, um, or head-to-head.
0: Absolutely, and I should note for our listeners, my apologies for forgetting, the line is set at negative two in the Broncos' favour. Uh, this is a super tough game to tip, and I think it's super tough because you can't really look for a mental edge for either side. Both sides are each other's rivals. They'll both be up for this contest. Uh, But I really do like the Broncos. I will caveat that, though, with a lot of that for me might depend on how the Panthers look on Thursday night. If the Panthers came out and looked really bad, then we could go, hmm, okay, maybe the Broncos win wasn't as impressive as we thought. But certainly if the Panthers come out and, and beat South convincingly, then I'm looking at this Broncos team in very, very high regard. For the Cowboys, they definitely weren't at their best last round. Last year, they simply would not get 18, uh, get an 18-point lead and allow a team to get back even. If anything, they actually improved as the game went on and were more dominant in the second 40. So there is a slight concern there and a question mark over the Cowboys, whereas we know the Broncos were at their absolute best. There's no concerns there. You factor all that together, I have to tip the Broncos. Uh, I really like them head-to-head there also, Winnie. I'm quite confident on that tip, just quietly. We both night, like
1: all the home teams so far. And uh, you know what? i just touched on the interesting point that you made there about form lines. I never really look at that too closely, but when we have limited information of a new season and we watch two teams play, we always say the team that won played well and we always say the team lost played badly, but maybe both teams were bad or both teams were good. And you made the point Thursday night, like when we see how Penrith goes, it may change slightly our opinion of Brisbane. I was also thinking like if South Sydney comes out and beats Penrith, then I'm going to be a little bit more worried about underrating the Sharks for the Eels bet. So it cuts both ways, whereas if Penrith looks good over the Bunnies, then we'll say, oh, maybe the Bunnies aren't as good as expected, and then what do you make of um the Sharkies? So it is something that you can maybe factor in to bets later in the round, depending on how some games go in the, in the early games.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. At the start of the season, you sort of got a you know, maybe think outside the box a little bit and look at some different form lines to what you would um, potentially later in the season. Super Saturday. Uh, we've got the Sydney Roosters taking on the New Zealand Warriors at Allianz Stadium. The Roosters are negative 12 and a half favorites there. Um, quite quite sizable favorites, actually. Uh, and that could be due to this. How about this one, guys? Big Joey Manu is back. He has overcome his facial fracture, which moves True Hutchinson to the bench. Corey Allen is out. And uh, young Fletcher Baker comes in for Matt Lodge. Another note, Jared Maria Hargraves remains sidelined with that lower back injury. For the Warriors, they'll line up the same. Nil no changes to them. How are you seeing this one, Winnie? Who do you like? Well, along the lines of what I just said before, uh, how everyone always goes to the
1: extremes when they assess a match, including us. Look, we all heaped praise on the Dolphins and said they are phenomenal and how they lifted and marvellous coaching by Bennett. But in the same breath, we all say how horrible the roosters were and what went wrong and who was missing. But at the same time, like it's a 10-point game and roosters drop one over the line, you know. I know that the fish were massive underdogs, so you do um, have to say, like, that was a really significant result. But what I'm getting at is do we cut the chooks any slack because it was such a momentous occasion for the dolphins? Um, I know I'm kicking myself personally because, I wish I'd taken the big start with the Dolphins, kind of talked about that last week because I also said Robinson notoriously starts season slow, a bit like Penrith. But now we're taking Penrith this week and I kind of feel the same way about the Roosters, that a week is a long time sometimes and after such a disappointing result for them, they could come back with a vengeance this week. Um, hey, think about a year ago they lost in round one to the Lowly Newcastle Knights as double-digit favourites And then they came out and blew out the bunnies in round two. So that's why I can't take the Warriors. I know some people will be tempted by this big, you know, double-digit start for a side that looked really good against a side that didn't. Um, But I won't be one of them taking New Zealand. I'm sorry. Their attack didn't impress me, to be honest, but it was their defence that absolutely did. Now, I just wonder whether defending at home, in front of your home crowd, in a game where you've got a lead and there's, you know, a few minutes to go, you can be desperate. Are they going to be desperate if they find themselves down six, down 10, and they're double, 14-point they're underdog, you know, and it's, and they're in Sydney, uh, whether they can hold it together? That's what you need when you need, like, a, a big underdog to cover the line, and that remains to be seen. If New Zealand can defend well in this game on a Saturday afternoon against this rooster side that is stacked with weapons, and you mentioned Manu joins the fold as well, then we're going to have to really stand up and take notice of this Warriors' defensive turnaround and the job that Webster potentially has done in one off-season. But if not, you know, it could have just been one game. And let's be honest as well, Newcastle does not, you know, pose nearly the threat that um, the Warriors are going to have to face on Saturday. So I that the Roosters might win big. I wasn't confident enough to take it because, as I say, like I know the Roosters are not in top gear either, um, but that's just going to lead me to, to staying away from this one.
0: As Matthew Blanche notes here in the comments, he says, rugby league math. And um, another equation there is, yeah, how much does it, how many points is it worth for the Warriors no longer at home? Now having to travel to Australia, different schedules, different time zones, um, et cetera. Can I ask the chat and everyone that's live here with us a moment, is anyone tipping the Warriors here? Does anyone like them for an upset based on what they saw from round one? Uh, because I have to be super honest here. I can't justify tipping them. I just can't see any reason why the Roosters don't bounce back. Um, certainly they were super poor in round one, uh, but I do think a component of that was how good the Dolphins were also. New Zealand, although they were impressive against the Knights, they got a great win at home, they did miss more tackles than the Knights did in that game. And I think what saved them was their super high completion rate of 87%. Now, we're talking Saturday, 3pm in Sydney. It's going to be hotter. There's going to be increased fatigue. And so I do see a few more errors there from the Warriors. And I do see that completion rate coming down. And I do wonder, with the lower completion rate, with additional defence, not only is there a chance that there'll be an increase in missed tackles, but there's also, well, we know there's an increase in the attacking prowess that's coming at them in the way of Tedesco, Suwili'i and Manu. And so I'm really sorry to say it, Warriors fans, but I really can't see how they get the job done here. I'm really confident the Roosters get this one done. Again, Winnie, probably not so confident on the minus 12 and a half line double-digit this early in the season. We just haven't seen enough for me to uh, really justify that tip. But I do like the Roosters there. Followed up uh, by the team the Roosters lost to last round, we've got the Dolphins back in action against the Raiders for the first time ever in Redcliffe at KO Stadium. For the Dolphins, Ray Stone is out with a knee injury. So Mason Teague, another really good Panthers junior, will come in and make his debut. And for the Raiders, uh, Jordan Rapiner is suspended, which brings Albert Hoppawadi in. The line is set at minus four and a half with the Raiders' favourites. So with that in mind, Winnie, how are you seeing this one? You know, another great thing about that Dolphins win last week, it, like, adds
1: excitement to all the upcoming games. If they'd just gotten flogged every week, then, you know, there wouldn't be the same storyline, that same intrigue. But as it happened, uh, you know, in our recap, we talked about, they really look like they belong in this league. And and that's exciting because we're getting competitive games and you've got to believe that they could win, and certainly they do. And now they open a true home opener playing at Redcliffe where you know the house is going to be rocking. Um, I also talked about how fascinating it would be to see the market adjustment. Tristan talked about the game probably would have been plus 10 if if the Dolphins had lost somewhere around the spread. So I predicted loss was around 18 points. Uh, instead, it's under six. And, in fact, some, some people in our group, I believe The Undertaker among them, and if I've got that wrong, he gets a lot of lines, Um, you know, a week out where he nails it and gets it ahead of a big move. So give him credit anyway. But I think I saw him catching a plus 12 on the Dolphins against the um, Raiders. So, you know, that line's halved. So that's the beauty of kind of being in our group and in our Discord. Uh, I'm not the only one tipping, and and just people that have no constraints on um kind of win they're going to share a play out and they really can pick off some beauties there. So, look, if that was the line, was that big, it would be an easy pick. But for me here, I do kind of don't want to get carried away and I do kind of feel like the Raiders are still slightly strong, slightly stronger, even if it's just the experience playing together that we can't forget matters, despite um, how good the Dolphins looked last week. Um, I, I have this feeling that even if it's tight, you know, as good as the Dolphins' halves played last week, Whiten and Fogarty are a level above, and they could be the difference. So I kind of see the Raiders getting out of here with the two points. It definitely could be tight, though, so I didn't have a strong opinion uh, in either direction with the line.
0: Super tough one to tip for me, and and like you said, we go back to last round. If the Dolphins had have lost that, I would fully expect the Raiders to be like negative 18 here. But because the Dolphins put up such a great fight, um, that's really made this a tough one to tip. And I've got to be honest, I'm really on the fence with this one. I don't know which way this is going to go. Uh, Both sides look great in round one, and the Raiders competed on every play. That's what we saw against the Cowboys, as we touched on in the review show. In stats that you want to be good in, the Raiders were worse in every area. And in stats you want to be good in, uh, bad in, sorry, they were, you know, increased in every area. So certainly they should not have been that close in that game. But they did compete on everything. I don't know how to go with this one, Winnie, so because it's early in the season, I'm just going to lean with the home side and say that for the Dolphins being the first time in, in Redcliffe should be enough to spur them over the line. Um, I'll, I'll count the home advantage there, but it, it's a tough one. I, I'm really not sure how to tip this one at all and should be a very, very tight game. Saturday just regarding your out. comment
1: there about uh, what the line could have been, people might think that's crazy, but you're not that far off. If, um, if prior to what we saw in round one, the look-ahead line was 10.5 to 12 for Raiders-Dolphins. And the Raiders, uh, sorry, the Dolphins played so far above expectation and they've had been drastically needed to be upgraded in the marketplace and the line comes in six points. But it could have gone the other way. Just imagine if um, the Roosters had pumped the Dolphins, you know, by 40 and everyone would have said, oh, they're not ready and all the narratives about Niving marquee stars. And then this this line would be closer to 20. Um, so it's crazy how one game can move a line that much but because there's a team we never seen play first grade again you get these extremes and it's hard for the bookies to get it right which presents an opportunity for punters so if you've got a strong opinion you might think I'm saying you out there the listener or the viewer might think the Dolphins should be favored in this one that's if you saw something in them that you think they're the real deal because I've heard people saying they actually believe the Dolphins are a top eight side for me I think they're better than what I originally predicted, and and that, that was bottom of the ladder. But I don't see them as a top four, a top eight side either. So for me, they maybe somewhere more like thirteenth. Um, and that's going to be, you know, that opinion will have to be fluid through the year. Um, I don't know about yourself, Clarky. Like, if you got a redo, um, and you could predict the ladder position for the Dolphins, how far up would
0: you move them after seeing them play once? Unfortunately, for Dolphins fans, I still have them as a bottom four side. I do think you take out that momentous occasion—the first ever game in NRL history—something the club's been waiting for uh, for 50 years. Not a lot of people know the Gold Coast Titans were the Dolphins at first, and Redcliffe filed against them and said, "No, we want that name. We are going to be in the NRL one day." Um, so it's something they've always, you know, looked forward to. I don't think they can continue that, and the way they played—you know, bashing the other, other team. It's not really sustainable through 27 rounds. The only team that genuinely intimidated every single week with their forward pack was the Bulldogs, known as the Dogs of War, that era with O'Mealy, um, Mason, Sonny Bill, etc. And that's really the only team I can remember in rugby league history, history that consistently and sustainably won by bashing their opponents figuratively. And so I just can't see how the Dolphins keep that up for, 20, for the next 26 weeks. Um, so therefore, I still do think they're a bottom four side. Um, Not that I've got a huge sample size to go off with the one game, so it's a tough one to call. But um, Saturday night, we move to the Melbourne Storm taking on the Canterbury Bulldogs at Amy Park. The Melbourne Storm are favourites at negative seven and a half. Tyron Wishart moves to five eighths. That is because Cameron Munster is ruled out due to that dislocated finger. A huge loss there. Uh, Aaron Penne moves onto the bench. And Xavier Coates has been named despite the uh, SC joint injury. He sustained nil changes to the Bulldogs. What do you think, Winnie? No Munster, no Storm? Or do you think they've still got enough? Enough in this one, I think. I mean, I think it's quite funny that some of the sides
1: that were most hyped in the offseason, we've already talked about the Roosters, a lot of people's premiership prediction. Uh, The Tigers were predicted by a lot of people to do so much better this year. So were the Dogs they were probably the three worst teams of uh, round one. Um, Whereas the narrative around Melbourne, what was it for this season, how much they've lost and can they overcome the losses of all those key forwards? And they did just enough in round one, um, but they did what they always do in round one, as we know, for the last 22 years. And now Munster is out, which to me just makes the effort by him coming back in and, you know, basically winning them that game all the more impressive. Not that he was the only one, but I don't think Melbourne gets away with a win at Combank last week without Munster's input um, and doing it with that compound fracture. Um, Pretty heroic now they're going to do it without him. You know that they're going to lean more heavily on Harry Grant and Jerome Hughes, and those are two high-quality players, and and they're playing at Amy Park where they're always difficult to beat. Then I look at the dogs and I find them hard to evaluate because they just had a stinker last week and they they couldn't hold the ball. They're going to have to start there by valuing possession in this one because when I look at the dogs, I'll be interested again to throw it to the followers if anyone out there is going to be picking them, either plus six and a half or head-to-head. I do feel like they could be a good candidate for for an upset because they they arguably have more match winners than the Storm. I'm looking at a Burton, a Marnie, an Adokar, Car kick out. You know, they're tempting to play this week. Um, but overall, I just respect the infrastructure that the Storm have built so much, whereas Seraldo's dogs are unproven. Um, if they all, you know pull in, put in, and um, they could pick up a really gutsy victory in this game. But I'm not confident enough to go and, you know, predict that. So I'll just say I think the Storm find a way to win this one, probably somewhere around that mark um, that the spread is currently at.
0: Yeah, I think I'll start with the point where you said the Storm are more of a structured side because that was my key point as well. There's still a lot of question marks around this dog's side, how it looks, how good they can be. Whereas we kind of know with the Melbourne Storm over previous years, they've put up with injuries and still, you know, made finals like they did last year, still being a consistent side. I do think the Bulldogs will improve this week, but I think it's a bit too tall of a task to go down to Melbourne and beat the Melbourne Storm. Um, I just, yeah, I can't see that happening, unfortunately, for Doggies fans. Um, I do think the Doggies will be right up for this. Don't get me wrong, Doggies fans. But... I just think a, a Storm side, even without Cameron Munster, they've got the runs on the board and the experience under Craig Bellamy to steer that one home. Um, so, yeah, I, I like the Melbourne Storm in that one. Sunday afternoon footy. How good is this? We're back at Leichhardt Oval for the second week in a row. We've got the West Tigers taking on the Newcastle Knights with the line set at negative 2.5 in the Tigers' favour. Big news for the Tigers, Appy Coruscant will start Jake Simpkin moves to the bench. So it'll be interesting to see how they use Simpkin this week. Offerhand Gowie also starts, and they've shifted Alex Twal to the bench. And Alex Safar is in for the injured Fanua Pole. Still no John Bateman, guys. He wasn't even named in reserve, so no chance there. For the Knights, Dane Gagai has overcome his hamstring injury. So Anari Tuala is out. And Adam Elliott's out with a groin injury. That brings Jack Johns into the fray. Tight one here, Winnie. Tigers back at Leichhardt. Is that enough to get him over the line, do you think?
1: I mean, they'd want to hope so. You open the season two in a row at home at Leicap where you're the favourite. So it would hurt quite a bit if they um, come up empty two in a row and they weren't even close last week. But I think the point you made there about Bateman, like they made it sound like maybe it was a match fitness thing, not picking him last week, but it's got to be more than that now. Uh, I did hear whispers of an ankle injury. I feel like he's exactly the kind of player they could use because I will give the Tigers a little bit of credit. They were willing to use the footy last week They were making quite a lot of medias. They just couldn't take any opportunities with the field position they had. And I always feel like Bateman's that kind of spark plug that good things happen when he touches the ball or he's around the ball. Um, But nevertheless, he's not there in this one. And that does, you know, favour the Knights and, you know, unsurprisingly for people watching. I'm looking at Newcastle and I certainly considered them for a best bet in this one. I know it's almost going to become a running joke because I picked them most improved two weeks ago. Then they were my first best bet of the season last week and they lost. And um, and so, you know, people will think um, I'm just going to take them every week. But the truth is it doesn't matter what people think. If I feel really confident in a bet, I, you know, sometimes I might back a team two weeks in a row and they play bad two weeks in a row. But I feel like there were underlying reasons. And I know I'm going to get an even better price if we get a better line the third week. So I'm not going to give up. That's the challenge throughout a season for a handicapper. You've got to stick to your guns. But at the same time, you can't be kind of blindly stubborn. And so I'll also lean on you, Clarky, to call me out if it just sounds like I'm, um, I've got blind faith with any of these teams. Um, but I do lean to the Knights for the reason that I think they're equally as good to the Tiger, as equally as good as the Tigers at this point in time. And I really do see this one going down to the wire, maybe decided by goal kicking, and both sides have shaky goal kickers at that. So. Um, in terms of what I'm hoping happens for my Knights Futures tips, I'll certainly be um, hoping they jag a win. Um, but I understand that the Tigers probably should be favourites because they are the home side in this one in front of that um, passionate Leichhardt crowd.
0: It's a tough one to tip, right? Because in round one, both sides shown us something and come close to winning, but they didn't quite show us enough for us to sit here, well, myself anyway, to sit here and confidently tip either one. I am going to go the Tigers here, Winnie. I'm going to disagree with you and go the Tigers with Coruscant starting. I do think their forward pack was good last round. Uh, Papali'i, Clemmer, Offen, Gowey, Twal. They were all up over the 100-metre mark. And I think with Coruscant starting, they can really take advantage and, you know, use the home crowd, use Appy Coruscant being scheming and crafty at a dummy half to get on the advantage line and get over a Newcastle pack. Um, When that happens, I do think... Brooks and Adam Dwayne become good anytime try-scorer options. I say when, let me go back and say if that happens. I think that um, Dwayne and Brooks, they become good anytime try-scorers, in my opinion there. I do think that if the forwards in the Tigers can overcome the Knights, get on the front foot there and lead, then I do like both their halves to throw a dummy, get through the line, take advantage of the defence, maybe fatiguing a bit, and get over for a try there. I've not looked into the odds there for Brooks or Dwayne, but... Um, Maybe one to consider for the multis if you guys are interested. But, yeah, I'm going the Tigers there. Should be a really tight game, as the line suggests. Final game of the round. We've got the Dragons and my Titans at Nostrada Jubilee Stadium in Sydney. The Titans are favourites at negative one and a half. For the Dragons, Jaden Sullivan is at five-eighths. Moses Embai is at hooker. And Junior of Monet is in reserves his stand down has been cancelled by the NRL. Um, Paul Kent is saying he thinks he'll play, and David Riccio from News Corp um, says that he won't play. So kind of tough to know there. Um, Nil no changes to the Titans. We do know Kieran Foran has a corked knee that was downgraded from the PCL injury to a cork knee. He is still limping at training, but he will be given every opportunity to play this game. That's what the media is reporting. Uh, What do you think, Winnie? I think for me it's a tough one to tip, right, until we know what's going on here in Foran.
1: Very tough when you get two undefeated sides meeting to cap the round, Um, and Foran was my first point, so thanks for clearing that up because I did hear the PCL news and then I was confused, but you're saying I got downgraded. I, I guess either way, Sexton's in the reserves, Campbell's on the bench, so they've got cover. Maybe the Titans just don't want to show their hand and let their opponent know, you know, who will be playing in those key positions. Uh, there's a fair bit to like about the Gold Coast. I know I'm sceptical because of who the opponent was, but um, the performance was there. Um, It's another team I kind of wish I'd backed last week for the reasons we shared, but at least uh, we did get on um, Brimo when I told you 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 were allowed to pick a Titans player last week. So you you nailed it there. Um, And another thing that I've touched on tonight, but it is really important for round two betting, is not overreacting to round one because that's typically what people are going to do they're going to remember what they saw last and we've got to try and decipher what was real that we saw and what was just an outlier again if two bad teams play one of them's gonna win and look decent they might not be so if you're back in the titans you're hoping that that really was real and they have gone in the right direction but if you want to play the dragons in this one you might say that Wests were poor and Wests are going to need a lot of time to adapt to a new regime and new systems. Um, the issue is even if West were poor, are the Dragons any better than the Tigers? That's my next point. Um, but I do think they'll get up for this one being a home opener. Hook, another coach that's in the same boat as Holbrook, can't afford a slow start to this season. So you just feel there's a lot of emphasis on starting these early games. Well, um, I know that the Amon news is a bit of an X factor. like. The thing I don't quite know is how much he's been allowed to be involved in the team in their preparation and in their preseason. because it's one thing to be allowed to play, but if he was stood down, does that mean they've you know prepped all off-season with Sullivan being the sixth, in which case it might be too late to southern moan in. I'm a big fan of his talent. It's certainly positive for the Dragons moving forward. Whether or not it's going to help him in this game, you have to trust that they will make the right choice. So if they bring him in, they think he'll do even better than Sullivan. And if they don't, then, um, you know, you still got to give the Dragons a chance with Sullivan, obviously partnering the Captain Hunt in the halves. And I think they've got just enough. I mean, at home, I just think that the the obvious side that most people will take in this one is the Titans. And, you know, if the Dragons were slight favourites, that's probably what I'd still have this at. But when I saw the Dragons were underdogs, that's what ultimately forces my hand with all these bets is when the market's a little bit different to how I see the game, I'm going to back my opinion there. And that is why I'm taking Dragons plus half a point in the first half. As my fourth uh, and final best bet, I do have a mixed matchup to share. But can you tell us your unbiased view on this game, Clarkie,
0: first? Yeah, this is a tough one for me to tip because anytime the Titans play, I want my team to do well. And so there's that bias element where maybe I'm not being fully honest with myself. My head fully says here that Dragons will win this. And I think that because they've been beat up in the media all offseason, They are a hot favourite for The Spoon. They've been told by every journalist, every content creator online that they're no good this year. They're a bottom four team, if not The Spoon, and their coach is also the favourite to get sacked. All that has to culminate, and, and, you know, you think it would galvanise this side, and they're going to come out firing and want to start their season on a really positive note. Certainly if Kieran Foran is ruled out, then that bet becomes awesome, getting on the Dragons, because... The Titans, that's all the experience gone out of their spine, realistically. Um, He has more games alone than the rest of the spine involved there. So my head says one thing, my heart says another. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough one. I'll tip the Titans, but if the Dragons win, Dragons fans are going to come after me fully (laughs) because they're my wooden spoon prediction. So if they beat me when I've tipped the Titans here, I fully expect the Dragons fans to come after me. And rightfully so, can I just say... But, yeah, we've got a uh, mixed matchup for this game. Is that true, Winnie? Yes, we
1: do. So you had to wait till the final game of the round, guys. I always share it. I didn't deliberately make everyone wait, but I share it once I've covered both games involved. So you've heard my opinion on the Dragons, and they are going to be the team that we take in this one. Let me see if I can put it up on the screen. I'm going to have the Dragons to outscore the Sharks. If we rewind all the way back to Friday night where I've got a best bet on the Eels. I don't necessarily see them giving up a lot of points to this Shark side with no Nico Hines. So I'm looking for the Eels to restrict Cronulla to a modest total. Don't let them into the 20s. And then I think uh, Sunday evening, the the Dragons at Net Strata Jubilee can actually, yeah, still have a bit of talent in the outside backs and the Titans are unpredictable and certainly not a, a defensive juggernaut and um, could be a high-scoring game to end the round that's why I'll take the Dragons. And that is paying $2. If you look around at the, the odds and the team totals, you actually find the Dragons have a higher team total uh, predicted than the Sharks just about everywhere. So um, to get $2 odds on that, we do lose in the event of a tie, um, but that's factored in. You can have up to 200 on that. Again, on Top Sport and the promo code is TPLIVE if you want to get among the action.
0: Absolutely, guys. Of course, gamble responsibly. But the, the thing with that is... Top sport can actually take that market down if there's too much interest. So if you are watching here live, that's a big component of tuning in with us live every week, getting those awesome um, offers there. And I love that bet there, Winnie. I think that's a great one. But that's all we have for round one with you guys. Uh, Before we do, I have to remind everyone, the better same game multi will be cooked up by Winnie after this. Stay tuned for that. Um, The last one hit at $7. So that is awesome if you guys were involved in that. You can find the Better Same Game Multi on the Tripod Punting page and Clarkie's Rugby League column on Friday prior to that Broncos-Cowboys game. If you want more NRL analysis, Better also sponsors the Fox Sports NRL show with Josh Morris and Chris Lawrence. Um, this week they put the spotlight on the Penrith Panthers' early season struggles. The man in the headlines, Mitch Moses. You can check that out on Better's YouTube channel. If you want to prepare and sign up to get ready for that better same-game multi, then, of course, the link is in the show's description. Um, but, yeah, we'll be back on Friday with that on both of our pages. With that in mind, guys, it is time to close the preview show. S- show. So thank you very much to everyone that was here. And uh, we will be back on Sunday after the last game to review all the action. Enjoy the footy this round, guys, and gamble responsibly. Cheers. Lego.